This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. What's going on? Oh, not much, John. How are things on your end? Oh, it's winter, you know. There's winter things, whatever that means. Um, so, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Okay, well, I have on tap tonight is like a series that, you know, I was kind of worried about um, talking about because I, because like, it's, it, it's kind of only came out way at the very end of last year. And I thought about, well, it's like, maybe I should uh, wait and, and do the, uh, you know, best of 20, um, best of 2019, like until after I've read this. But then I thought, okay, you know, maybe I can just like, like, you know, go ahead and do it because like I was the one title I was, I wanted to get before we did that podcast was, um, X-Men. But then, um, but as far as this one goes, well, for better or for worse, I made the right call. And that series I'm talking about is um, Happiness by Shuzo Oshimi. Now, before I get started, I do want to mention that, yes, Shuzo Oshimi is actually a guy, which I found, which I should have been, should have realized before doing this, because as I was looking back on my um, reviews of, like, of this series, I noticed that, oh, wait, I kept referring to him, to him as a woman, and then later as a man, because that's when I, when I found out that, oh, wait, he's actually a guy, not a girl. So... Apologies, I should have done my job better there. But um, Oshimi is a is a creator who um, to uh, made, to it's like who made a like strong impact on me through one of his series, um, the Flowers of Evil, the story of a of a guy like an ordinary like you know like um like Japanese schoolboy who was living in a in a small in a small town, and then his life was turned upside down after he decided to steal. Um, the gym clothes of a girl that he really liked, and then, um, but his, but it turns out that his action was witnessed by the, uh, it's like by the odd, um, it's like like um, angsty girl in it's like in the class, and when she saw this, she she decided to like make him like confront his um, like his weird desires, and it led to all sorts of weird and strange drama as the series went on. It series that don't that didn't make that um, I didn't. It didn't make I mean, like a the most positive impression impression on me as it in its in its first volume, but as it went on, it's like it's like it it slowly dug out a more interesting um more interesting thematic ground up until right up until the end of the the end of the series where it made a good statement for how its main character had grown and delivered a positively brilliant um, final chapter about that um got me to um like see the series in a whole new light so yeah so um when oshimi's uh, next series was um being translated through um through kodansha um i like you know of course i was going to be there from the very beginning and well it turns out that oshimi like at least through the uh, series that 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 he's that he's had translated into english in print at least he's got a uh He's got like a like a a, a a theme that he likes to like to, um, hit upon because, well, Flowers of Evil is about you know like ordinary like ordinary Japanese schoolboy who gets like drawn into like like weird like weird personal circumstances by it's like by a strange girl, and happiness is also about that, and so is and so is his other series that's being translated right now Inside Mari. It's like. But um, where it's like where the flowers of evil, where the circumstances were like decidedly um, 
you know, pedestrian and I'm grounded in real life circumstances. Happiness, well, these circumstances are of the supernatural variety because our ostensible protagonist for this series, um, Makoto Okazaki, well, he's just, you know, your average, um, like average um, Japanese school, like um, schoolboy, like like high like high school kid who's just you know going through going through life, you know, just talking about things with his like with with, with his um with his uh, ordinary friend, like di- and just you know dealing with like stuff like you know hey like you know wonder if any girls like me it's like oh like well, if I I got to study and if I want to get into a good it's like like good college it's like oh and what am I going to masturbate about tonight you know that kind of thing. So, but, but, um, his life takes a turn for the, for the weird when he realizes that he's, that he's got to return a, a video one night and as he's going out and he's going out, well, he gets attacked by a vampire. Yeah. It's like this girl, it's like, just descends upon him, like in, like in the middle of the night, out of nowhere, sucks his blood and then just asks him, like, do you want to be like me or do you want to die? And Makoto, well, just, you know, reacting in, like, the, uh, like, the standard, like, you know, like, the way that, you know, like, most of us would. It's like, no, I don't want to die. It's like, well, like, that, like, she, like, she smiles and leaves him alone. And so when he wakes up in the, uh, in the hospital, it's like, he's, like, he's, he's glad to be alive. But then, you know, when, when his, when parents, like, open up the, uh, like the blinds, like he's like he's freaking out because you know, hey, like the light, it's like lights like I'm awful to him, and that's because you know Makoto has become a vampire now, so he basically has to deal with you know, the, like the pot, like the all the problems, the problems and pluses of being a, a vampire, because now he's he's really thirsty for something that he can't quite articulate, but at the same time though, he's also got. Like uh, superhuman strength and a um ability to fly as well, things which um things which like which co- which come in handy when he, when the uh, people who have been bullying him ask him, hey, you know, it's like why don't you go and get us our like our like um lunch bread, Makoto, and this is um this is like a uh, Yuki, the um class, the uh, popular boy in his class. So when Makoto basically like says, no, I'm not gonna do that, and he punches him right in the face. It breaks. Um, Yuki's nose, and um, that basically like dissuades him from bullying um, Makoto. It's like after that, but it also kind of like um, sends um, Yuki into a funk, and um, and it's basically that's him being like being victimized by the other like it's like um, older kids who were bullying him as well. So when um, so basically, uh, um, Makoto winds up having to say save Yuki. At, it's like a at one point from these guys, it's like, and the series just kind of like, kind of goes on, goes on from there. Just basically shows you like, Hey, you know, what happens when this like ordinary kid gets vampire powers? Huh? It's interesting, huh? Well, that's not what the series is about because while, while a good portion of the series does focus on how a um, Makoto um, reacts to being like this, um, this vampire, it's like he doesn't actually like do a whole lot with it. He's just kind of like he just kind of like wants to hold on to like uh, you know his his established humanity, you know, just being like you know like an ordinary kid, an ordinary son to this family, even the circumstances um don't quite al- allow it. And as far as I'm concerned, like that's kind of like the weakest part 
of this of this series because because it's, it's I mean, on one hand, it's like it's understandable that you know if we were in I'm Makoto's situation, we kind of want to hold on, like you know, just kind of pretend like, hey, you know, you know, it's like yeah, maybe we need to like suck blood every once in a while, but you know, hey, we can just still go on living normally, but that's kind of that's that's all that that's all that kind of happens with with Makoto. I mean, he's just trying to hold on to it. And yeah, there are some complications to that. such as when um, Yuki winds up being turned into a vampire, which is also when um, like another like um, vampire shows up and you know just tries to uh, like like um, like point out to like, Yuki, hey, you know, this is how we can live as well. It's like, hey, you know, fuck, like living as as um, as normal humans. Like we can just like um, eat like eat whoever we want, and uh, it's like. The problem is like that Makoto's um, ten years of vampire is just kind of like just really in this series just kind of spent his holding on to to established human conventions and just you know kind of just just predictably um, embracing like you know how we would like hope like hope to um, hold out hold on to humanity as a vampire and it's just kind of predictable for the most part and that's kind that's kind of disappointing because. I mean, on one hand, like, yes, he is the ostensible protagonist of the series, but there's a more interesting um, protagonist who shows up, like, in the second volume, and that would be um, Yukiko Gosho. She is just, she is not quite an outsider. She's just kind of like the quiet girl. It's like in the, uh, it's like, it's like in um, Makoto's high school. And um, when Makoto's, like, is at one point freaking out because he wants to drink something, but he just can't do it because, you know, it's like he wants to be normal. Well, she just kind of like comforts him and, and provides him with like a sense of normalcy for the most part. It's like, and, you know, and even then, like, you know, when, uh, it's like when Yuki is trying to, you know, like treat Makoto as like his new best bud and Makoto just, you know, wants to bring in, bring like, like, uh, bring in Yukiko for these, um, everyday things like she's trying to be like like a normal normal girl as as everyone else but she she's just kind of like she's just kind of like, like socially like awkward and quiet and even though it's like she kind of has fun but like this kind of stuff is not not really for her but she's also got her own problems because like you know she's like dealing with the fact that like her her, that her brother um was killed not, not was killed died through um like like through through um, circumstances of illness a couple of years ago, and she's just been living with that as well. And um, and um, Makoto kind of reminds her of this, like of this younger brother, and she kind of like, you know, she's 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 taking care of him as a way that you know she can like finally like earn some peace of mind through this. But when um, Makoto's um, like vampiric um, urges and problems start um, start to like fully separate him from like, you know, normal society, well, she's kind of at a loss of what to do until she meets this guy, um, Sakurane, who, who was like, who was just like this weirdo who, um, who tells her that, you know, like a vampire, that vampires are real. It's like, and they killed my uh, sister as well. It's like, I need to, it's like, I, and I want to help you out with your, with your situation too. And, uh, well, thing is like Sakurane, ultimately turns out to be the uh the big bad of the series because even though it's like you know he talks about how um like vamp like vampires are responsible for the death of his daughter 
of his sister. It's like, well, thing is, like, his relationship with his sister is more of a serial killer variety. In fact, um, like, the uh, backstory we get um, later on in the series basically shows that he's at more he's at more in common with um, with Dahmer than your average um, than your average um, citizen. And um, and essentially that it's like that that um, that preoccupation with his like when he realizes that hey you know it's like their vampires are real it's like and you know what like I like I can be one of them like that because they are God it's like well it's like he that kind of leads to some awful stuff to get the volume's midpoint as well so but as as the series goes on it's like it becomes clear that you know like the real protagonist of the series is Gosho and that the real um, aim of the series is it's like it's kind of about you know just how do you deal with um with trauma once it enters your life you know because just you know from you know on one hand like uh like makoto's um trauma is just you know becoming like you know a vampire but yukiko well hers is kind of a bit more ambiguous in the sense that you know she's had like her her um, younger brother died and she, that's something that's been she's been dealing with but it's also kind of like but but when she tries to uh, find some way to deal with that through um, like Makoto, it's like it just only opens up like you know further weirder trauma as well. And that's what and that's what Oshimi gra- um, grasps on like as the series goes on because at one point there's a uh, time jump between um, volumes four and five. It's like when um, we find out that you know that uh, that Yuko is like uh, is now like working as an office lady. And like she's trying to like put the uh, like the the traumatic like events of her it's like of her high school um years like behind her, and so and like the uh, and uh, I think that um, Oshimi does a good job of it's like it's like of selling that for the most part, just just showing us just, you know hey that that um, Yukiko like she's like here, here's someone who has like you know gone through some awful stuff. And she's just trying to um, make a go of it, and um, and as things go on, like you know that we find out that hey, you know, like it's it's not easy. I mean, she she gets she, we find out that she gets some some reminders of what happens what happens to her to what what happens to her when she when she's reminded about the trauma when she gets when she finds out sees an article about Sakurane and is. It also just comes flooding back, and then um, the uh, the good guy at work, um, Sudo, um, tries to help her out of this. It's like it's it's like it, it, I mean, it's a good story. It's just about it's like about trying to find the uh, like how to find your way like through trauma. I think mean, Gosho like tries to confront it head on as the series goes on, um, to the point where like we get like you know it's like some thriller aspects and some really kind of kind of like um gratuitous on um, violence it's like as well because like as I mean, like i'm looking at the uh the reviews i wrote of this series so i've written about just about every series every volume of the series and it's like and there and the series like has definitely has its great moments but it does kind of like hit it's like hit, hit a kind of a slow point as it's building up to the climax especially when Soon when um, Gosho tries to um, head to the cult that um, that Sakurane has now um, made himself like the chief devout of, um, these uh, last couple of volumes 
probably could have been condensed a bit better. But um, it's like, but in the end, though, it's like, uh, I guess my, uh, it's like, it does. I think like the, um, the biggest problem with the final volumes is that you know, like the, the penultimate volume kind of has to work in order to um make um Makoto like like uh, protagonist again because um Oshimi's like attempts to like shift the focus to um um Yukiko and her attempts to like deal with like the trauma like in her life it's like you know both like her brother and like as was also exemplified with um with Makoto's disappearance I think that was that was really successful but um when you're trying to uh like go you know, bring Makoto back after successfully writing him out over the uh, past couple volumes then yeah it's like you're it's kind of a it's like it's 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 kind of hard work and it's not and you kind of feels like you're trying uh, trying to force a plot point rather than let it happen um, naturally, especially when you consider the fact that um, there's this um, anti-vampire organization like in Japan, but the only information we get up- about it is that you know they were probably like strong enough to take um, Makoto and Nora and the other like vampire out of the equation. But that kind of feels more more plot pointish. Just the fact that you know, hey, it's like you know, there's this like anti-vampire organization in Japan and they are able to do this. Okay. Um, is there anything else that we want to say about them? Um, nope, not really. And that's kind of annoying, really. Cause if you're going to like say, Hey, you know, it's like, I mean, it's obviously there's going to be some kind of like, you know, organization that's going to like have, want to like try and like study vampires, you know, for their own, like what kind of like scientific, um, uh, like, um, information can they bring to this? But really like this kind of organization as it is in happiness, it's completely faceless without personality. It just feels like it was just brought into the series to, it's like as a, um, as a way to make facilitate, um, certain specific plot points. So, so there you go. But like to so the next, next to last volume basically works over time to try and, um, bring, um, Makoto back to being a, um, proper co-protagonist in the series and, um, and leaves off with him, you know, as I mentioned in my review, just saying like, no, Makoto, you're doing it wrong. Uh, well, as for the final volume, well, turns out uh, Makoto wasn't doing it quite as wrong as I thought. And to the extent that, that the final volume works as well as it does, the focus is kind of on um, Yukiko um, getting the kind of the closure that she needed in order to move on with her life. And I think that, that kind of, that, like that kind of, that works. So, so I went ahead and like, that was nice. And also the, uh, final, um, chapter, it kind of feels like, um, Oshimi was k- kind of going for the, uh, the, the kind of like same feeling we got with the final chapter in, um, the flowers of evil, where it's kind of like, Hey, don't, this is like the, chapter like explains a lot of things and causes you to th- see things in a new light. Well, it explains things. Does it cause me to see things in a new light? No, not really. I mean, it's like, it's a solid enough ending for the most part, but, but in the end, it's like, it's like, it kind of feels like happiness is more of a, is a series that's that 
it is almost like the less of the sum of its parts. I mean, it's like it has like some great moments of tension. It's like like most and most of drama where you're kind of wondering where things are going from here, but it's also kind of like you know because you don't know where the story is going. It's like when you like rereading things, it's like I kind of like realized that hey, you know, it's like I knew where this is going, and oh, so that's how. So it's so it didn't really have that kind of like feeling that you know everything was planned out in order to lead lead from this point from one point to the next. I will say that the art from Oshimi is a dramatic step up from the Flowers of Evil, just from her his extensive use of cross cross hatching. It's like and and the overall sketchiness of of the work. It feels like he was just trying like he was just trying to like like deliver more. It's like more interest, like more interesting, and um, it's like and dramatic, it's like and dramatic layouts and like um designs as well. So that, so that, I mean, that was good, but but overall, it's like I don't think it's as good as the Flowers of Evil. Um, it is still it's like interesting in and of itself, but I think it's kind of the kind of thing where it's like you're kind of more invested in things. It's like when you don't know where it's going. It's like when you're just kind of like evaluating things on a, on a moment to moment basis. So like, um, like rereading things, I was, I did not get the feeling that it just, that, that everything, you know, led up to something, um, grander or better than it, it's like, than it was as it is though. It's like, you know, I think it's perfectly fine. Um, so, so overall it's like, is it worth it? Uh, I'd say yes, but I think it. I think you kind of have to be won over by Oshimi's um, previous work in *The Flowers of Evil* to. Um, well, I guess like I think *The Flowers of Evil* is a better, um, like, statement for Oshimi's um, like qual- qualities as a writer compared to um, compared to this one. *Happiness* is still it's like it's still entertaining on its own terms. It's not quite, um, but it's not like everything that I was hoping for. And ultimately, it's like while I enjoyed it, it's like I don't have any regrets about leaving it off my um, best of um, 2019 list. So there you go, uh, John. Um, mm-hmm. Any thoughts on your end about this? Well, <clears throat> um, so you're saying if you like uh, Flowers of Evil, this or this folds into this a little bit. Or no. It's kind of like if you were if you're won over by that series, then yeah, this is a this is a decent enough follow up. It doesn't suggest that that the, that that Oshimi is like is it's like is that that, that this is going to be like um it's not Oshimi's masterwork. If I'm saying like, I mean like uh, Flowers of Evil is like is kind of like the best statement like towards towards that that creator's quality. It's kind of like if you like if you like that one. You'll probably like this one, just maybe not quite as much. All right. Um, so you, what are you going to talk about next time? Okay, well, it's like, on one hand, I was I was really thinking about making next time about um, a Star Wars series, but then I realized that, well, it's like, you know, it's like as far as, like, stuff that I've got to talk about, it's like, you know, there's something that came out that I probably should talk about, like, before, because there's a lot of tie-ins to it. And I'm talking about... Um, Marvel's latest um, quasi-event, Absolute Carnage. So I'm probably going to be talking about that next time. But then after that, it'll be all about um, Dr. Aphra.
All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, laters. Bye.